When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, July 27th. I'm Rudy. A swimmer from Alaska won gold, making her the first Alaskan to win a race without a sled dog attached. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every single day, 9.45 a.m., going live on Instagram. Today on the show, Jesus Christ, you guys been watching the Olympics? My goodness, it is so goddamn dramatic. Uh, also, I'm getting fat, like fat, fat. Oh, God damn it. All right, so I'm doing the math. Uh, I am about seven weeks away from turning 41, and fuck, is it hard as fuck to drop a pound Jesus it's getting to the point where I've actually had to call in reinforcements so uh, I'm meeting with a a guy today to kind of get some shit under control because the last like six months have just been ridiculously stressful not only because of the pandemic but just because of like work and life and I don't know it hasn't been great And trying to get back up on that horse has just been, like, almost damn near impossible. Uh, I'm fucking losing hair. Just my fucking beard's falling out. Like, I prided myself on a good fucking head of hair. I prided myself on an amazing beard. And that shit is just going the fuck away. Just, like, I mean, just rapidly. Like, waking up every day just being like... Why do I just have giant patches of hair of my beard just missing? What the fuck? Where did this go? Uh, let's see, Dana, I'm 42nd, uh, or excuse me, my 42nd is 9-4, so September 4th. I feel the same way and can't believe how much more difficult it is. I used to be able to look at an apple and drop six pounds. Now it's like, it's fucking, it's running, it's weighing out your food, it's fucking weight training, it's constantly being in pain. Like, when they talk about, like, making the turn, like, 37 for me is where I could definitely tell it was, it was time. It was like, this is where it starts going downhill a little bit. You just have to, the biggest thing is consistency. That's the biggest thing, because once you stop, dude, you're done. You're not coming back, man. It's fucking impossible. It is so hard. Um, You know, there's kind of like, there's this thing in, you know, I, I don't know what you say, fitness, but if you do 50 push-ups every day, you could do 50 push-ups every day until the day you died. The problem is, once you decide to take a little bit of time off, you're not getting back up on that horse. And that's the hardest part. And once you sort of stop doing it, it becomes... Fucking impossible, man. God damn it. And they talk about how, like, oh, ladies are so, you know, self-conscious about their bodies. Dudes are the same fucking way. We're the same way. We're equally as vain as anybody else, you know? And especially when you were, like, a, a former fat kid. I know you guys have seen the pictures because I put them on my Instagram. And everyone goes, you weren't that fat. I'm like, are you fucking, are you insane? 
that those chunky little legs trying to fit inside those hot pink shorts. That was a fat kid. That was a fat, fat kid. Big man titties. Couldn't even play like shirts and skins in basketball. Way too When you are in eighth grade, taking your shirt off in front of a bunch of cut dudes? No way. It ain't happening, man. It ain't happening. So once you finally get that taste and you get it back and you like, you know, you you kind of write it out and you start, I didn't really start like, you know, lifting weights or like becoming a healthy person until my mid twenties. And then I had a baby and put on some pounds and then figured out how to like keep it off while still being a dad. And that worked for a long time up until about a year and a half ago when it just like, Man, like we were goddamn eating out all the time because this fucking stupid ass takeout Tuesday. You got to fucking support all the restaurants that are not bullshit. How about I just show up? I give you guys 10 bucks a fucking week and you guys don't fucking guilt me into having to buy your fucking shitty food. All these restaurants that we all got guilted into going to fucking eat at. The restaurants. What about everyone else's fucking business? Huh? What about all the other people that had to fucking call it a day? Don't fucking guilt me just because you don't want to fucking close down for a little while. That's the risk you fucking take with some of this shit. That's the risk you take when you are a business owner. And you're in the... Ask anybody who's ever had a fucking bar or a restaurant that outside of a pandemic is just fucking folded. You know? And also you pricks that fucking had your moment where all these restaurants were closed and you're like, Oh my God, it was my favorite my favorite St. Paul restaurant. I haven't been there since 1987. Well, where the fuck were you? Where were you? You should have been there earlier helping these people instead of all of a sudden it's time to lock it up and you're like, oh, it's so nostalgic. What are we going to do without it? You haven't eaten there in 12 fucking years. God damn. That shit, it, it drives me batty, man. It drives me batty. So I get it when they talk about like, uh, you know, the residual effects from having to be in a lockdown. The fact that everybody put on a couple of pounds. We're all wearing more sweatpants than we ever have. Jesus Christ. It's been a frustrating last couple of days. (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, meeting with a guy today. um, And, you know... And it's just the, your body makeup at 41 is just so wildly different than it is when you're younger, man. It, it's it really is. And it takes it takes a little bit. And I also I don't want to like, you know, sit and, you know, get into this or that's about COVID and stuff. But I've noticed a huge difference in my body after having COVID for two months. Like there are things, residual things that I don't know if that's ever going to go away. Some of the stuff we don't need to like get into, you know, but uh, the hair loss was definitely one of them. My stomach constantly feels like it is um, uh, not so much as it was when I had COVID, but uh, it's definitely way more temperamental than it ever, ever has been. It just, it feels like, I mean, when I had COVID, it felt like somebody was like with a hot trident just sticking me in the stomach. And now it's like, dude, if I have like three cups of coffee, it's like, I got like a stomach ache for the rest of the day. You know, I had an energy drink. I, I very seldom do I ever drink that stuff. Cause it's, it's so garbage. It's so bad for you. And people just suck that shit, especially kids. And it's, it, it cooks your insides. It's like, it's seriously, it's refreshment for dummies. It's equally as bad as Mountain Dew. It's so bad. But I was driving back from, uh, Rhinelander on Saturday night. I didn't even leave Rhinelander until almost 10 o'clock. And I got a three and a half hour drive in front of me. And I'm like, 
I better do something because I don't want to fall asleep on the road. And I know I have like an out. I have a I have a decent sized vehicle where I can sleep in the back for a little while and catch a couple of Z's. But I'd rather get home to my own bed. And I drank one of those goddamn energy drinks. And it was like it fucked you up for I mean, it was I got halfway home and I'm like, Jesus, man. And it wasn't like, you know, being nauseated. It was just that feeling of like. Oh, man, I am not going to be able to battle back from this. I'll read a couple of comments. Anna, uh, long COVID is real. Feels like side effects last forever. Did you have it? If you did, uh, throw in the comments here on the Instagram live about what happened. Uh, Olena, my body has always been that way since I had my gallbladder removed in 2015. Yeah, once you start taking parts out, man, I get it. Uh, Yep, for sure. I had a friend of mine that had that like, God, man, like two and a half feet of his intestine removed. And he said ever since, like, that was it. Ever since that happened, man, he was a completely different guy. Completely had to, like, change everything about himself. His diet, his sleeping patterns, you know, the amount of stress, his jobs, you know. Uh, let's see. Anna said, oh, no, you didn't. You work in emergency medicine. Yeah, yeah. No, like, when I had when I had this shit, I went to the ER twice. And both times they were like, well, thanks for coming. We can't help you. So, you know, call it a day. You can take on off. Go ahead. Head on home anytime you want. I mean, there's nothing we can do for you because we don't know enough about this shit. So now you see, I saw last night the comedy store in Los Angeles shut down again. So that dude, we're getting right. And here's the thing, you fucking anti-vax assholes. They talk about polio and these motherfuckers back in the day went out and it wasn't like a, ooh, this is, hey, this is my body, my right. But no, bullshit. Fucking just go get the fucking stupid thing. Would you please? So you can stop spreading this shit around. Fuck. God, you people, it's fu- it, it, it's fucking annoying. It's awful to like have to sit and, and argue with people about this shit. Vaccines fucking work, you dummies. God damn it. Lori, lost taste back in October 1st. It's still gone bad joint pain ever since. Dude. Yeah, I had a little bit of the joint pain, um, but it's more like for me, it's definitely intestinal. Like I can still feel it like kind of in my stomach. I can still feel it around me. Um, uh, I, I was... Oh my God, super lethargic. It was such a pain in the ass to like get moving every day. But now like feeling pretty good about it, you know, like getting back to where it was, you know, uh, energy levels are, you know, mostly back to where they are. I imagine just because, you know, I am, you know, uh, damn near 41 now that just some of that shit, just like it moves, it, it just, it moves on. You know, you got to start figuring out new things. There was a SNL bit that I love. Ah, it's one of my favorites. It is Seth Meyers plays this like middle-aged guy who is, Dan says, hey, buddy, what's up, Dan? Good to see you, bud. Hopefully you're doing well. Um, who plays this middle-aged guy and then he goes to like, goes to the gym one day and he sees like all these like dudes are a little bit older than him and they all look ripped and they got like, you know, they're just chicks all around them and they're like feeling their arms. He's like, I wonder how these guys do that. And then he takes like a little bit of like creatine or some shit and he gets all fucking jacked up and he's got the bald head with the goatee and he's like in his forties, he's at his kids little league game and he's just like freaking out and kicking ass. (laughs) At some point he realizes like, Oh, maybe it's just time to like take the pedal off the gas and start to slow down a little bit. Cause you are that age, man. And they talk about it. And I've, I've said this many times, many, many times that, you know, especially guys that have kids. Once you get to that point in life, your brain chemically will change because when you're young and you got, you know, you don't have a family yet. Your job is to make babies. 
It is to keep the species alive. That is what you do. That is what you are supposed to do. So you, by any means possible, will do that. And anything standing in your way, a.k.a. another dude at the bar who's also hitting on the girl you want to get with, that's where, like, violence happens. If you got rid of all the dudes between the ages of, like, you know, 17 and 26, like 97% of crime would just go away. Because we're just all hopped up on all the, you know, all the... uh, uh, all the testosterone and all the chemicals and then the booze on top of it doesn't help. And once like you do your job and you have spread your seed and now you've made a baby, your brain's like, dude, now you got to slow down a little bit. And that's when things, you know, that, that's why dad bods. I mean, that's why we've basically made dad bods okay. We're just like, yep, it's totally fine because we get it. It's too goddamn hard. And, you know, it's nice when a celebrity every once in a while, like Leonardo DiCaprio, walks out onto the beach and he's got like an extra 12 pounds and you're like, yes. Ah, thank God. Zac Efron and Baywatch, that's not the guy you want at your beach. You want Leonardo right after he did Django Unchained and put on a couple of pounds. You're like, that's the guy you want standing next to you. I mean, you still don't want him standing next to you, but if I had to choose between Zac Efron Baywatch and Leonardo DiCaprio post Django Unchained, I'm going to take Leo every day. He's got a couple extra pounds in him. (laughs) Uh, You guys been watching the Olympics at all? Hope so. Uh, they are. They have just been fascinating. That gal last night, who was uh, the uh, the swimmer from Alaska, to watch her t- city go bananas. They had like a big viewing party inside of a warehouse or something, and she's seventeen years old, and just like the kids at her high school just lost it, man, lost it when she won gold. She didn't even realize that she had done it. She touched the wall, turned around, took the goggles off, saw her name up there, number one. And there's a part of you that was just like, could you cry? Cry. If I was in that situation, I mean, it's it's good enough that you got to the Olympics, but hey, if you could, just cry a little. Just shed a tear. Be nice to know that you got a little bit of a soul. I mean, it really was. Deb says that was amazing. It was. It was great. It was great to watch her. That Lydia King, though, the other U.S. swimmer, kind of annoys me a little bit. She was the gal that won, was it four years ago? Maybe even eight years ago, four years ago, I think. Because I think she was still 19 or something. Now she's like 22, 23. And when she she won all those gold medals and then kind of kind of became a snooty, you know, American. Because now she's like, they showed her last night and she's like slapping her thigh all the time. You know, I guess it's supposed to be like a scare tactic. She's like staring people down, you know. She was being interviewed and she seemed kind of bitchy. I was like, ah, God. Here we go again, commingling with other countries who are just like, yeah, no, you're exactly what we thought you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great quote. There was a couple of uh, USA soccer players from the women's team that after they beat England were doing the sip of tea. You know, they were pinkies up and it was kind of mocking the English a little bit. And somebody from the English team, I had a great comeback. She said, no, nah, because they asked her, like, were you offended by that? And she said, no, nah, no, it's totally fine. Listen, you know, like it's hey, listen, it's. It's them just sort of mocking us a little bit. And we've kind of gone back and forth and it's fine. Listen, she was just doing what the English are known for. It'd be like if we in England ate a Big Mac or had a school shooting. And I was like, oh, damn. Shots fired. Mira says, insane. Imagine training four years for that one moment. Oh, totally. The gal from um, 
Uh, was it uh, some island somewhere? Bermuda? Bermuda. For some reason, I feel like I'm feeling like Bermuda. I can't even say it. Bermuda. There we go. Not B-R, B-E-R. Bermuda. I feel like uh, when we were kids, we always heard about the Bermuda Triangle and that we'd all perish somehow. I haven't heard an area thing about the Bermuda Triangle. But uh, the gal who won the uh, triathlon last night, uh, I think she was 33. She had, I think, come in like seventh place four years ago. Eight years ago, she had come in like, I think maybe third or fourth um, had a bunch of setbacks, had like, like a bunch of these injuries. And then finally last night she wins gold and, and wins gold by like a good margin, man, like a huge margin. That last six mile run, she led that thing. I, I, I mean, she may have won by like two and a half, three minutes, which is in racing is oh, I mean, probably miles. Right. Um, but she did great. And I mean, it was just great to see her like up on stage, giving the interview afterwards of like, all the bullshit you got to go through, all the training, all the blisters, all the, you know, not being a part of family functions sometimes because you got to go and train or because you, you, you know, it's the kid's birthday, but that's also the same weekend as qualifying rounds to get into the Olympics. Like you, you, you give up all these things and some families are great with it. Other families are not. You shouldn't have to apologize for being uh, committed. That's a tough one. I don't think enough people understand that. I wish there was more because we look at people who work their asses off and when they finally make it, we just go fucking good job. He committed himself. That girl did not give up. When she came in seventh place, she kept working and now look at her hoisting up the gold. And we go, that's amazing. But then when we got a cousin of ours, you know, who's like, I don't know, trying to become a comedian or a singer. We just go, hey, could you could you fucking go get a job? You got to get a job. You got to give up all those hopes and dreams. But then fast forward to six months later, we're watching the Olympics going, that girl just gave up so much. She gave up so much, all the family time, all the children, having having a normal, she just gave it all up and look at her hoisting the gold. Well, fucking maybe your cousin Ronnie can do the same thing. Don't fucking discredit that guy. Give him a, give him a shot. You never know. You never know. I watched the Kevin Hart documentary the other day. Guy lived in a fucking efficiency apartment with his mom. Everybody just shat on him all the time. He finally met somebody that was like, hey, you could be good at this. Keep working at it. And he sacrificed everything. And look where he's at. We look at that guy and go, do great job. Great job, buddy. Way to sacrifice. Way to go out there and live your dream. Meanwhile, you got a sister who's like, you know, trying to build an essential oils company. And they're like, ah, fucking Cindy, give it up. Jesus, when are you going to go get a real job? Knock it off. Stop playing make-believe. Stop playing phony. You're never going to do it. Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't want to like have a bitch session this morning, but I'm feeling like this is exactly what needed to be done. Because, oh, dude, the last like day and a half has just been... I swear to God, I left my regular nine to five so I could work 24 hours a day is essentially what it's come down to, which, you know what though, man, like I've said before many times, um, you can do this. You could, you could go work that job eight to five every day and just do it and not fucking try, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, but I mean, I worked last night until like 1045 and, uh, I'd much rather do that sometimes than having to get up and like go punch a clock somewhere. Not that that's not noble work. I guess it's just not for me. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Every day around 9.45 a.m. we go live on Instagram. If you're listening to this today on Tuesday, or if you're part of the live feed, if you got nothing going on tonight, I'm going to be doing some stand-up over at uh, the House of Comedy at uh, Mall of America. I believe show starts at 7.30. If uh, if you want to go, drop me a line. I got until about 3 o'clock today to uh, put on a guest list. And if you want to get in. So just let me know. I'll put you on. Have a good time tonight. There's a really good lineup tonight, man. Some killer comedians that I'm looking forward to seeing. So in the meantime, you guys have yourselves a great night. And thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.